Welcome to the brand new Women for His Honor podcast ministry. I'm your host, Shannon Torkelson. I'm a stay-at-home wife and mom of two children. Your other friendly ministry team members include email coordinator Rhoda Yoder, interview assistant Ruth Bennett, phone coordinator Mary Sue Moss, and social media coordinator Erica Webb. You can learn a little bit more about us and our ministry in the About section on our website. Just log on to www.womenforhishonor.com. Hello and welcome to the Women for His Honor podcast. My name is Ruth Bennett and I'm your guest host today sitting in for Shannon Torkelson. Today our story is coming from Sherry Graber who's in Mississippi. Her story is about some of the lessons that she as a mother has learned from her son and during the process of caring for her son who has severe allergies. Uh, Welcome Sherry. Would you introduce yourself? Hey, Ruth. Thank you so much for having me. It is an honor to be here. Like you said, my name is Sherry. My husband, Jeff, and I have been married for 12 years, and we've been blessed with three sweet children. We have Chloe, who is nine, Skye, who is eight, and Campbell, who is five. I stay at home with our children, and we homeschool, so that keeps me busy, along with just the normal things that come along with being a mom. Jeff is a diesel mechanic, and he works from a shop in our backyard, which is so nice. We love being able to go out and spend time with him and having him come in every day for lunch, and it's just been really nice to have our whole family here at home, and I know that that is a a huge blessing from God. So that is me and my family in a nutshell. Thank you, Sherry. Uh, Your son Campbell was born in February 2013, and from what you could tell, he seemed to be a perfectly healthy baby, and then as things, as he grew, uh, you started noticing some things. Can you tell us about that? Sure. So I had an easy pregnancy and delivery with him. He was a calm, happy baby, and things were going well, but when Campbell turned about three months old... He suddenly just broke out with severe eczema that completely covered his whole body. To this day, I still don't have anything to point at and blame it for. He had not had any antibiotics. He was exclusively breastfed. He had not had any vaccines. There was nothing for me to point at and say, this is what caused it. It just came out of nowhere and... And just stayed. Mm, That must have been just really heartbreaking, especially initially, you know, to have this, this small baby and wanting the baby to be healthy and whole. And yet he's struggling with something. What are some of the first steps that you took in working with a diagnosis? So it came on really quick. And so, of course, you know, I took him to the doctor And the doctor didn't know what it was coming from, so he gave me an oral steroid for Campbell, and he told me I might want to watch my diet, and he also recommended that I go off of dairy and eggs. Those are two pretty main culprits when it comes to eczema. So I gave the steroid to Campbell and cleaned up my diet, and he cleared up beautifully. His skin got 
you know, just clear and smooth again really quickly. But as soon as the steroid course was done, the eczema just came back worse than it had been even before. So I went back to the doctor who gave more steroids. Plus, he referred me to a pediatric dermatologist, which was several hours away. And I know I'm forgetting a lot of details here. That time period is kind of fuzzy to me. But I know that before we went to the pediatric dermatologist, I think we went to three different local pediatricians. And I know all of them had the heart to want to help Campbell, but it literally felt like they didn't know how. So they would just give us steroids of every shape and form, orally, topically, different ones. And that was pretty much their only answer for me. Wow. So you were working with steroids, which didn't feel very comfortable to you. But can you tell me a little bit about steroids? Tell us what steroids are, possibly why they're used. Just a really short introduction to them, maybe. Sure. The steroids they gave us worked by reducing inflammation in the skin. And they gave everything from a really light steroid that you can just buy over the counter to strong prescription steroids. And they also prescribed antihistamines. They recommended all kinds of lotions. And plus, I would be researching and I'd come across a lotion that I hadn't tried yet. And in the reviews, people would say, you know, I tried so many things and this is what finally worked. So I would order it hoping for the same results. And Bless Jeff's heart. He was so supportive of everything I tried. He was a huge encouragement to me during that time. And I bought so many lotions and creams that we would sometimes only use for just a few days. And then it would seem to only be making things worse and it wouldn't be working. So I would put it away and try something else. And seriously, nearly five years later, and we still have enough lotion to last us for years, like Cetaphil, Aquaphor, Renew, Aveeno, you name it, and we have probably tried it. (laughs) But I was really thankful that Jeff was so supportive to me, even though it was a lot of trial and error. Sure, but you had to start somewhere. Wow. So with your understanding of the situation, at this point, you were feeling that steroids were only a temporary solution to the problem? Yes. So at this time, we were starting to realize that this was a much bigger problem than we had anticipated. The steroids would work for a little bit, but then his body would become immune to him, and we would have to just use a stronger one. Or if his skin would clear up and we would try to start weaning him off of them, his eczema would come back even worse than it was before. So it really felt like a vicious cycle. And The appointment with the pediatric dermatologist was set for about six weeks out, and I could not wait for that time to come. I thought, surely someone who specialized in skin issues with children would know exactly what we needed to do to fix it, you know, right? You would would expect that. And finally, the day came, and I was so excited to be going to get answers, and the dermatologist was about two and a half hours away. So Jeff took off work to go with me because riding in a car was hard for Campbell because 
he would sit in his seat and scratch his arms and rub his arms on his seatbelt straps and or his car seat straps. So it often took someone to sit back there with him to keep him from hurting himself. We would try to entertain him and rub his arms and legs for him to try to keep him comfortable. So we get to our appointment and to our disappointment, all he did was prescribe a stronger topical steroid and he recommended putting Campbell on an oral steroid indefinitely until he outgrew his eczema. And we had no idea how long that could take. And we knew that being on steroids long-term could open up a whole new host of problems. So we left that appointment feeling very discouraged. I was already feeling awful about the amounts of steroids we had already used. And to think about him being on steroids indefinitely absolutely terrified me. He also said that he didn't think my diet had anything to do with Campbell's condition and encouraged me to go back to eating whatever I wanted. And so I left that appointment feeling really lost. I had been waiting for six weeks for that day only to be given more steroids. Um, so at this point, I was starting to feel like I was on my own. So I went back to my normal pediatrician, the one I went to the very first, um, when we first started doctoring. He has been our pediatrician for years. His name is Dr. Ski. And I asked him if I do the research, would he be willing to tell me the correct dosages and whether or not, you know, what I find is okay for a baby Campbell's age to take? And I was so thankful he agreed to do that, and he helped me tremendously. So I started doing hours and hours of research. I would stay up late at night reading anything I could find on the Internet about the cause of eczema and and how to fix it. And it didn't take me long to realize that it was most likely a gut issue. Nowadays, you see so much floating around about how many of our illnesses are connected to our gut. But this was either before those days or just before I was aware of it. It was all new to me. So I started ordering gut healing things for Campbell. Things like cod liver oil aloe vera juice, probiotics, digestive enzymes. And I would take these things to Dr. Ski and he would give me the dosages and tell me whether or not it was okay for Campbell to take them. So I was, I was really thankful for his help. But by this time, I had an incredibly itchy baby. I couldn't put him down on the floor because he would just rub his face in the carpet until his his forehead would would just be raw and bleeding and or he would roll over to our hearth and rub his arms on the bricks and I mean when you have an itchy baby it's nearly impossible to keep them away from things to scratch on so even if he wasn't scratching on something he would just scratch himself you know 
so I had to hold him nearly all the time just to protect him from himself, to keep him from from tearing his skin up. And I had cut out lots of food from my diet by this time. I had lost like 30 pounds over the course of about six months. I was completely run down and exhausted, and I was still not seeing any improvement in my baby. So it was really discouraging. Plus, Jeff and I weren't sleeping well at night. Campbell had to sleep in bed between us because he would wake up and and start scratching. And if we weren't there to stop him, he would just completely tear his skin up. And so we would rub his little arms and legs through the night in our sleep, it felt like, just to try and keep him comfortable. But we were all completely exhausted. And also during this time, we had to keep his skin as covered and as protected as we could. So wearing socks and pants and a shirt didn't work because he would just pull his pant legs up and scratch his legs or rub his ankles together until his socks came off. So we wore little cotton tights under his pants. That way he couldn't get to his legs. And we would wear a onesie that would snap between his legs so that he couldn't pull his shirt up and scratch his tummy. And for bedtime, I had taken long sleeve onesies and sewed extensions onto the ends of the sleeves. And I sewed the ends shut so that he couldn't scratch. So his hands were like, you know, in this little pocket. And even then, he would still wake up with raw skin, even though he was scratching through several layers of clothes. But we called his little onesies with the extensions on them, his bare paws. And even after he started getting better, he still liked to wear his bare paw shirts. And finally, the ends were wearing thin and had a few holes in them where his fingers could poke through. So they really weren't even doing any good anymore. And he still liked to wear them. That's really precious. I know. Some kids like their certain blankets for sleeping. He liked his bare paws. Um, It was kind of like a comfort thing to him. But I will add that you can buy the shirts or shirts like those online. They're called scratch sleeves. And they're made specifically for kids with eczema. So I'll put a link to them on a blog if anyone else is interested in them. Thank you for that. And I'll also add that during this time, even though we were working on healing his gut, which is where the problem originated from, we were still using topical steroids just to try to keep him comfortable. And also because eczema left untreated can quickly lead to staph infection. So even though we were still using steroids during this healing process, unlike before, we were not using them, expecting them to heal him. We were using them to keep him comfortable and to keep the infection away while we treated him from the inside out. So now we knew that hopefully there would be an end in sight for the steroids and we just had to use them until his body started healing itself. After dealing with this for about six months with very little progress, Dr. Ski agreed to do allergy testing on Campbell. He was about nine months old, and those results came back saying that he was allergic to a whole host of things, including casein, which occurs naturally in breast milk. 
So Dr. Ski recommended that I quit nursing Campbell. And since he was also highly allergic to goat's milk, he recommended that we would put Campbell on an, a hypoallergenic formula. And I'm not sure this was the best decision, but I was so run down physically and emotionally that it felt like my only option. So when I looked into buying this hypoallergenic formula, I found that one of the first ingredients was corn syrup and the price was nearly $50 a can. So I knew that for both health reasons and financial reasons, I had to find something different. So again, Dr. Ski helped me look over Campbell's allergy test results and we came up with a formula that I could make myself. So for months, I would use my blender to blend up his special formula, if, if you could even call it formula. It was pretty much a smoothie. I used anything that he wasn't allergic to, and so it consisted of a lot of sweet potatoes, bananas, spinach, lentils, chicken broth, and, you know, just anything that he could tolerate. And then I would throw in some vegan protein powder, and he would drink that from his bottle. And I would make a couple gallons at a time, and it would last, at the most, five days. So it felt like I was making these huge batches just every little bit. And I also, I burned up a lot of blenders during that time. I don't know how many blenders we went through, but I used them really roughly and Anyhow, so we went through a lot of blenders, but that is what we ended up doing for him for probably at least six months. That's what he lived off of was this homemade formula. Wow. So you really could tell based on how many gallons you were making, probably how much your child was eating. We usually don't really think about it in in cups or gallon amounts, but I think that's kind of unique. You got to know how much he was eating. Yeah. So Sherry Campbell is getting close to about a year old by this time. Were you seeing any changes to his skin or how he was feeling? You know, when we had him tested for allergies, I was so hoping that by keeping him off of all the foods he was allergic to, that his eczema would go away quickly, but it didn't. He was still completely miserable. And so we asked our church to have a special prayer time and an anointing service for him just a time for us to ask God to give us wisdom and to pray for healing for his raw little body. And the day that we did that, he actually, the night before in his sleep, somehow he got his arm completely out of his little bear paws and he completely tore his arm up. So it was weeping and oozing and he was just really, really raw. So we had this anointing service for him, and Jesus did not choose to heal him instantly like we would have loved to have seen. But it did seem like after that, things slowly started getting better. It seemed like I started finding things that worked, and I found some herbs that were formulated for children with eczema that I started to give him. And slowly, slowly, we started to see improvements. It was a long healing process, though, kind of a two steps forward, one step back kind of thing. 
But by the time he was two, I would say that he was down to what you would call normal eczema. You know, a patch here or there, but it wasn't that severe, out-of-control eczema like he had when he was a baby. And around that age, too, he could start tolerating more foods. And by the time he was three or so, he had outgrown all but three allergies, which are dairy, eggs, and peanuts. And he still has those three today. Do you cook two separate diets for your family, one for everyone and one for Campbell? So to begin with, trying to cook without anything that Campbell was allergic to seemed really hard and overwhelming. The list of things that he couldn't have was just crazy. I used to say his list of things he could have was way smaller than the list of things he couldn't have, which was true. I mean, the things he could have was very, very limited. And so to cook without anything that he was allergic to was really hard. Plus, he was young enough that he didn't realize if he had something different than the rest of us. So to begin with, I would often cook, you know, his food and our food. But the older that he got, the more I learned how to substitute things out and the more he outgrew some of them. And so now we all eat the same things. I haven't bought eggs or milk in years. We have just learned to eat what he can eat. And my mom has been really helpful in coming up with ways to make food that tastes normal, even with our limited options. I tell her that she should make a cookbook because she really has done amazing things with it. So often she'll bring food over for us, and I tell her, I know you wouldn't put anything in here that Campbell couldn't have, but you're going to have to tell me exactly what you put in here because it seems too normal to be allergy-friendly. So she's been really helpful to me for sure. That's wonderful to have that support in your mother. That's just really special. Yes, absolutely. Did this experience affect what you brought into your house as far as cleaning supplies or detergents and things like that? We have always been pretty sensitive to scents. So I was already not using things like candles and air fresheners. And I was also already using unscented bath soaps and laundry soap. But even so, there for a while, I only washed his clothes in vinegar just to try to keep his little world as chemical-free as possible. And I also only wore 100% cotton clothes on him because that tends to be more gentle on the skin than what some other fabric blends can be. But using unscented and natural products is one of the first things that I would recommend to people dealing with eczema. Sherry, we're women and we're, we're emotional. And this must have been a long, hard struggle for you. How did you hold up emotionally through the experience? Did you feel isolated or alone? I did feel alone, not because I didn't have a good support system, because I did. I had lots of people here for me, but just because I literally did not know anyone else that had been through this. So I often prayed that if God was going to take me through this, that he would lead me to others going through the same thing so that I could share with them what I had learned. And I thought he answered that prayer beautifully when I had people messaging me on Facebook that had heard about our experience, you know, through mutual friends or something. 
And I was content with that. I never in my wildest dreams thought that when I prayed that I would end up on a podcast. That wasn't what I meant at all. I'm actually quite terrified of public speaking. So this is not my cup of tea at all. But I am grateful for this opportunity. I've wanted to document this time period for a long time. And this is a good way to do that. Well, thank you for sharing this story with us, Sherry. Uh, We just really appreciate being able to hear your struggle and to know what you've gone through. It's just an encouragement to my heart. So how did other people respond to you as a mother as you were searching for answers and, and solutions? Well, I'm so thankful that our families and our close friends were supportive to us and loved our sweet baby, you know, no matter what he looked like. But there were people who couldn't see past his eczema, and that was really hard. Just knowing that other people didn't see the beauty in my child because of his appearances. And I had one person tell me that she doubts I even want to take pictures of him since he looked the way he did. And that broke my heart because underneath his red, splotchy skin was such a beautiful little soul. And it made me sad that that some people couldn't see that. And, And why is it that nine out of 10 people can be encouraging, but it's that one that isn't, that consumes you, you know? (laughs) I know what you mean. (laughs) Yeah, so I had a hard time letting those comments go. But Jeff was good at staying calm and telling me not to focus on those incidents. And I'm sure people didn't mean, you know, mean it the way that it sounded. And one thing it taught me is to be intentional at complimenting the special needs children, too. Um, It doesn't matter what their physical appearance is. You can always, always find something to genuinely compliment them about. Maybe it's their bright eyes or their pretty smile. I don't know, but I know it means a lot to the mother if you can look past the physical flaws of a child and, and still find something kind to say about them. Yeah, that's beautiful. Has going through the loss of Campbell's health taught you any lessons on gratefulness to God for the little things that we normally take for granted? You know, the saying, you don't know what you have until it's gone is so true. I never knew how much of a blessing clear skin was. I mean, who even thinks to be thankful for that? It's just something we expect, you know? I definitely have learned to be thankful for clear skin. And I also never knew to be grateful that my child can be mischievous. <laughs> I remember being so proud of him the first time he threw something in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but that was the first time I really remember him getting into mischief. And I was so excited because before that, I could hardly even put him down. And if I did, I had to stay right there with him so he wouldn't tear his skin up on something. So the fact that he was down on the floor and had wandered off and got into trouble was so exciting. That's that's really precious because for so long you had kept him close to you. And so he didn't even have the opportunity in a lot of ways to act right. like a normal child. Yeah. Yes. So to all you exhausted mamas out there who are despairing over your child who cannot stay out of mischief, it really is a blessing 
to have a child that feels well enough and is able to, to be that way. And I'll always remember the first time that he could go without his little tights. He, um, he came into the kitchen where we have linoleum floors and we stomped our feet together on the linoleum while I cried happy tears because it was the first time that I had ever heard the little pitter patter of his feet. And I think he was nearly two years old by that time. Mm. So it really just little things that we normally take for granted turned into big things for Mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. During this experience, did you feel like you experienced God in a new and different way? Or what were some of the things that the father heart of God was teaching you? You know, I look back at that time and even though I felt completely exhausted and, and run down and lost as to how to help my son, I know that it was only by the grace of God that I was able to keep going. And I'm so grateful to him for leading us to products that worked and to a doctor that was willing to work with us. And it was also a reminder to me that God always gives us grace and strength for whatever we're going through when we are going through it. He doesn't give us strength for tomorrow, today, but he'll give it to to us tomorrow for sure. And anyone that knows me knows that I like to fix things. So for me to have to completely trust and rely on God to do what I couldn't was extremely stretching and Mm. it was good for me. Mm -hmm. But, Mm -hmm. and I also, when I think back to that time, the verse Isaiah 40, 11 often comes to my mind where it talks about how he tends to his flock like a shepherd And he gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. And I think that's such a sweet picture of what God was doing for us during that time when we were emotionally and physically exhausted. And God reached down and cared for us and led us through that time. And that's wonderful. That's a a beautiful verse. Thank you so much, Sherry, for, for sharing your heart with us and some of the things that the Lord was doing in your heart during that time. Do you have any books or websites that you found helpful that you would recommend to others walking uh, on a possibly similar journey? I do have things I would like to recommend and I would like to share the links to those products on the blog. I am not affiliated with any of the things that I recommend. And also I'm sure that there are many other brands that would work just as well as the ones that we use. And of course, check with your physician to make sure it's okay for your child. Eczema can be quite complex and what works for one child may not necessarily work for the next. So please use your own judgment when trying to decide which route to take and feel free to message me or contact me. And I would be happy to talk to anyone who is going through a similar journey. That's wonderful. Thank you again, Sherry, for uh, sharing your story with us. We just really appreciate the wisdom and knowledge that you brought to this podcast. And if anybody is interested in contacting Sherry, you can do that through our email. You can go to our website and find the links that Sherry will be sharing there. Well, ladies, that concludes this week's podcast episode. How has this episode encouraged or challenged you or someone you know? We'd love to hear from you. 
Just remit your email to info at womenforhishonor.com with attention, ministry team, and a subject line. Today's guest would love to hear from you as well. Using the same email address, just type attention with our guest name in the subject line. Rhoda Yoder will then pass on your email to the guest, keeping your sent message completely confidential. Thank you for supporting our ministry by listening today. Next week, we will be offering a giveaway here on the website, so stay tuned. Bye for now.